Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 994. Live your story. Don't be a passenger. Don't don't sit back. Don't wait for other things to happen. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm so excited to introduce two very special returning guests here on Cars Yeah. Sean Cridlin and Hurley Haywood. Hey, Sean, Hurley, are you guys buckled up and ready for a fun ride? We certainly are. This is going to be a wild ride, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go. Hopefully, Hurley will be doing the driving, Sean, so we don't have to worry about me keeping it between the guardrails. All right, let's have a little bit of fun. Sean Cridlin owns visionofpower.com, where he's an automotive photographer and journalist located in Jaime Springs, New Mexico. Sean is a member of the Motor Press Guild, the International Motor Press Association, and the American Society of Media Photographers. No doubt you've seen his photography in many, many automotive publications. And of course, Hurley Haywood needs no introduction. His racing career goes all the way back to 1969 when he raced with Peter Gregg at Watkins Glen. He built his career behind the wheel of the number 59 Brumos Porsche, racing for the Jacksonville, Florida-based team that lasted over 40 years. The number of major race wins and championships he accumulated in his career make him the most successful endurance racing driver in history. Well, these two guys have come together and collaborated on a new book titled Hurley from the Beginning. This book has 420 pages, over 650 photographs, and it talks about Hurley Haywood's life from the beginning all the way through up to today. And guess what? One lucky Cars Yes subscriber is going to win a copy of this book, Compliments of Hurley and Sean. And to be eligible, just go to the Cars Yeah website, click on the free book button. I'll send you my free filler up book and your name will be in the hat. So guys, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about how you two got together to collaborate on this fantastic new book titled Hurley from the beginning? We were, uh, they had the Porsche Club event up in uh, Savannah, Georgia, and one of the stops was the Brumos Museum where everybody came and looked at all of our collection cars. And then from there, they went over to the Porsche store, hopefully into our retail store, and bought T-shirts and mementos from from Brumos. And this really tall guy come, <laughs> walks up to me and said, I'd love to have my picture taken with you. And so I said, sure. I had no idea who Sean was and took the picture. And that turned into a really almost a four-year collaboration with the details of this book. When it started, I had no idea the road it was going to take. You know, it was just something that I thought was a good idea. I liked, you know, Rhett had written or read things from Sean so I knew that he was a good writer and his stories were always fun to read, but I didn't know anything about Sean from the standpoint of putting a book together. So it was kind of an ongoing process where we both were kind of learning from the pros in the industry and the book started to evolve into really a beautiful work. And still, as we got down to the finish line, I still really didn't know where it was going to go, what it was going to look like, how people were going to read it and perceive it as they read it. 
whether it was going to be interesting and, and people would want to turn the pages. And then when I finally touched the book, it arrived in the mail, I was just blown away. I said, oh, my God, this is just beautiful. So it was uh, time well spent, and I just hope that we sell a lot of books. Well, absolutely. And, and early, real quick before I jump to Sean here, is this the first major book written about you? Yes, it's the first major book. And these two things came together kind of at the same time. So I had this experience with this young high school a senior doing his thesis paper on on racing. And he came to my office. And what I learned from that interview and the results after the interview tied into a project that Patrick Dempsey and Derek Dodge came to me about doing this documentary. And then about the same time is when Sean and I started talking together about doing a book. And it the whole thing just kind of had this natural rhythm to it, and it wasn't something that I just sort of grabbed out of the air and said, hey, let's do this. And then once we sort of got the timeline for the film is basically what the 70s and 80s were like, and then the book is basically from from day one to present. So it's an interesting um, path that both both projects are taking. Absolutely. Well, Sean... I know when I ran into you, and I run into you at a lot of cool events, but I think it was uh, Monterey or Carmel, I ran into you, and you mentioned this project that you were working on, and I said, wow, I mean, that's quite an undertaking, and all of a sudden, you call me and say, let's do a show with Hurley and talk about the book, It's, it's, it's being published, so... From your perspective, what spurred you from that moment you met Hurley at Brumos to where we are now? I mean, four years, that's a huge period of time. But these books don't come together quickly, do they? Well, no. And, you know, when I met Hurley at Brumos that time, I, w- I had maybe published a handful of articles, I think. and But I was hungry to do more and um, started uh, writing more and shooting more. And then in 2014, I believe it was, I was at the uh, Classic 24 event in November. And I was with a team out of Colorado and they were running a few cars, and they had two, besides their amateur drivers who owned the cars, they also had Hurley as a driver, and they had Patrick Long as a driver. Cool. And I was there as the team photographer and doing a story. And I, and it, truthfully, I didn't talk very much to Hurley at that time, because one, I knew that he was uh, busy with his driving and so on, and I was also, uh, had already made an appointment to talk to him in his office the following Monday about a story I was working on about a another uh, RSR that he had co-driven with Bob Hagestad back at Watkins Glen in the 70s. And so anyway, I went over to see, his, see him in his office that Monday. We talked about that story for a bit. And then I, I mentioned to him that I was trying to do a book on Peter Gregg at the time. Mm. It was going to be my first book, and but I wasn't having much luck. I wasn't getting too far with the research, and I was running into some barriers. And and he said, well, I'll help you in any way I can. And I kept going with it for a couple of months. And and one day I called him to say, yeah, it's not happening. It's not going anywhere. And I was sitting here at my desk, just like I am now. And he said, well, nobody's done a book on me. <laughs> cool. And, <laughs> and I swear that my jaw hit the desk. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Uh, did you just say what I thought you said? And 
So I said, well, would you like there to be? And he said, yeah. <laughs> nice. And I sent him an, uh, I sent him an outline three days later. <laughs> yeah. And we started talking from there. Yeah, the car started right away and ripped off down the track, and it was long gone. So, you know, this is a really cool story that you two have shared with me, because you never know when you go up and say hello to somebody and meet them where things can go. And I would assume both of you guys, going back to that day in Brimos when you met, never dreamed we'd be here today talking about this book. So wonderful story. I love it. But I want to start with a success quote or a mantra. I do this with all my guests, and I did it with you guys when you were on the show before, but maybe it's changed a little bit now with this book. This is some kind of saying that has a great meaning to you. Maybe it relates to this book project, but it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So I'm going to start with Hurley. So Hurley, take the wheel. I think that that can be uh, capitalized pretty easily, that you never should judge a book by its cover. <laughs> nice. Um, that's my saying. <laughs> How about you, Sean? I have two. Uh, one of them comes from my speed skiing days, which was a, which was a kind of a, a joke, but at the same time uh, was also a motivator. And that was to turn is to admit defeat. Because in speed skiing, you just go as fast as you possibly can. And, and, and people would say, well, how do those skis turn? And I said, if they turn, you throw them away because you don't want to be turning going that fast. Yes. So that's, that's the first one. But the second one is probably more apropos to this project and to a lot of the projects I've worked on. And that is keep moving. Mm. Uh, whether I'm on Pike's Peak at 14,000 feet and just trying to get one step further up the hill or whether... I'm writing a chapter for a book or whether I'm working on a picture or or in in the case of this book there were some pictures that were just really hard to find every single day I just keep moving keep moving keep moving eventually they'd show up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like the metaphor there. And Hurley of course, I know you're a really humble guy and you're such a kind person. So I love your concept of never judge a book by its cover, but I can tell you, Hurley, that all of us who are fans of your racing career and the Porsche legacy of racing, uh, when we see your name on the cover of a book, uh, it's going to be easy to judge from the beginning. This is going to be an exciting tale. So very, very cool. Sean, Hurley kind of gave you the idea of the book. I mean, it's, it's really interesting how this came together, but did you ever dream that you'd be writing a book about Hurley Haywood until he mentioned it at that moment? No, no, I had no idea. In fact, at Watkins Glen in 1969, when Hurley won his first race, I had no idea who he was. I didn't even know he was in the race. Um, I knew that Dick Smothers was in the race um, <laughs> because he was a celebrity, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I was a kid running around Watkins Glen, I just dreamed about getting onto the other side of the fence so I could get closer to take pictures and to just be near the drivers. That's all I wanted to do is just do that. And it kind of uh, parlayed itself into my teens where I managed to scam a few pit passes. Then I went off and did many other things for quite a while before coming back to this. And, and truthfully, I tell people that, that I read car magazines for 30, 35 years as if they were comic books. In other words, I, they were really fun. They were really entertaining. But I never, ever thought that I would actually have any direct involvement. Yeah, very cool. And for our listeners out there, Go back and listen to my original interview with Sean. Um, we talked a little bit about skiing. Sean was a downhill speed skier. I mean, insanely fast speeds on snow, much faster than I'd ever want to go uh, on purpose for sure, but a really interesting background. But Hurley, had you thought about a book being produced about yourself 
up to this point, or was it just completely off your radar? Uh, it was off the radar. I mean, I really didn't think about a book. I mean, it was just not something that I wanted to do or thought that people would be interested in, in reading. I've done a lot of panel discussions. All of those panel discussions have been really interesting. We had talked about doing you know, videos of a group of drivers sitting around a table talking about their experiences. It's always been a really interesting program for people to listen to, and the group participation from the audience has always been really great. So I enjoyed doing that stuff. But when Sean came to me with this project, I had to think about it for a while because basically it's going from the beginning. So it's talking about my whole life and my entire life, and it's mm-hmm. all going to be out there for people to read about. And what sort of was a comfort zone for me was the ability of Sean to really dive into some sensitive areas and use a great amount of of care and process. So Mm -hmm. he is a real stickler for detail. He absolutely researches every inch of of information there is out there and then corresponds to writing beautiful prose about it. It was something that as we worked through the book, as we got along, that process became easier and more clear. I could really see a path that he was going on. And as I said at the beginning, you know, you really don't know where it's going to end up. You're hoping that it's going to be something really positive, but you don't really know. And recently I took the book down with me to, to visit some friends down in South Florida and who were not automobile racing fans. They were just literary people who mm-hmm. you know, understood the book industry and sort of looked at it from not a racing standpoint, but just from a good, from an artistic standpoint and from a good read. And all of them said the same thing. This is beautifully written and I love the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, you touched on my next question a little bit, uh, Hurley, and that is challenges and failures. Now you have a career that is ripe and filled with successes, of course, but along the way, there's challenges and there's uh, there's challenges and there's even failures, times when the car fails or a crash or something happens that's out of your control or maybe it's in your control. But when we talk about this book project, what was the biggest challenge in it for you to deal with and to overcome? I have no experience writing a book, never written a book, and, and I don't really know the process of writing a book. So the challenge was for me was to give that trust to Sean mm. and hope that he would come up to produce a book that I would be proud of. And he has done absolutely that to in tenfold over. So that was something that was important to me to have a book that was going to be perceived as something special. And then also talking about areas of my life that are kind of sensitive and private that mm. I've never really discussed publicly before. So how we approach those subjects and how we dealt with them. And if you read, there was a, an article that was done by a journalist recently that was really beautifully written. And the response to that story were, were so positive that it really kind of gave me the courage to promote this book and promote the, the story behind it. Absolutely. Well, I would think anytime you're talking about your your own personal life and digging deeper than just the race facade, that you have to kind of, as they say, the proverbial opening of the kimono, and you got to show everything and kind of say, this is who I am, this is what I'm all about, this is what I've been. But I think that's what makes these kinds of books, when they're written correctly and done well, as this one is, 
so intriguing because those of us who are fans are now seeing different sides of you that we've never known before and learning things about you go, oh, wow, that's really cool. Or, wow, I'm surprised. So I love to hear that. And I think, again, the collaboration between you two guys was such a perfect match. Were there any early revelations along the way that took you by surprise as you were going through this process? Something that you kind of went, aha, (laughs) I didn't think that would happen. From that standpoint, it was uh, Sean's research that was sort of so shocking sometimes that he was able to dig up things that I had forgotten about long, long ago. And then he would bring these up and sort of get the tracks oiled and the memory going. And I said, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. So there's a picture in the book of my great-great-grandfather with Teddy Roosevelt, Edison, McCormick, John, John Deere, all these great, very famous, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ford was in it. Wow. And I had forgotten about that. That picture was on my grandmother's desk in, in Wheaton, Illinois, at the farm. And I had forgotten about it. And we were out at the Peterson Museum for the for the opening of the Porsche exhibition for the for the year. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Meyer, who's a, a real mover out in, in, in that area, oh, yeah. um, and helped with the museum and putting it together was talking about, he said, you want to join this club that we're going to start again? And, and I said, what's that? And he said, the, um, what was it? The the Vagabonds. The va- oh, okay. I was and, thinking it's a checkered flag club, but yeah, okay. No, no, it was called the Vagabonds. And Sean pipes in, and he, and he said to Bruce, he said, you know, Hurley's great-great-grandfather was one of the founders of that club. And so just, it goes, yeah. it's just, there's so much stuff that, that even I've forgotten about and kind of filtered out of my mind, but it's just it's a process that's been really, it's brought up a, a lot of really happy memories. And in my life, there's been, you know, hurdles that I've had to go through, things that I've had to fight through. But I think that those fights that you have that's going through life just makes you a stronger person. Oh, yes. Somebody that, you know, is, is interesting. You don't want to be one-dimensional. Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. And I'll remind our listeners, Bruce Meyer, the quintessential car guy has been a guest here on Cars, yeah. So go back and listen to his show if you missed it. Now, how about you, Sean? As far as a, a big challenge, now, I'm sure there were many challenges with this book because this is a huge undertaking. But what was one or maybe two that you came across that you didn't suspect that kind of set you back a little bit? Um, well, uh, you know, I've written lots of articles. And articles have a certain format. And generally, they're never any longer than two or 3,000 words. And, you know, your job is just to tell a brief story about something. In this particular case, uh, it wasn't just that it was a longer story. It was that it was Hurley's story. Mm. And uh, although we had interviewed many times, and I knew lots of things, and I had lots of tapes to listen to, and lots of transcriptions to read through. It took me a while, one, to find a voice, and then also to give myself, my own self, permission to write in Hurley's voice. Mm. The interesting part of that is that Hurley essentially gave me carte blanche. He said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Right? So it wasn't that I was waiting for him to say, okay, go ahead. It was that I actually had to kind of go through a, a process that probably took several months before it finally just clicked in me one day that when I sat down at the keyboard, I had all the materials that I needed. I had all the stories. I had all the literature. I had all the pictures. But I just, in that one moment, somehow found Hurley's voice. <laughs> but your 
You put your Hurley hat on or your Hurley helmet on. (laughs) There are so many times in racing books and racing films that you get this kind of cliched version of what a racing car driver is. Mm -hmm. And that's far from who Hurley is, and that's far from what we wanted to do with the book. So so it it took a while to get that voice, and and that was a big challenge. Nice. But the other uh, challenge that came was more of a practical challenge. And that was once I finished the writing, I essentially became photo acquisition manager for the project. Mm -hmm. And I had never done that before. So I talked to a few people uh, who are experienced in this kind of thing. Randy Leffingwell was one of them. Yes. And I said, okay, so what do I do? And he says, well, when you talk to these photographers, you generally have to narrow it down to some particular event or period uh, that they might have shot at that didn't fit the project because essentially I had to write to all these photographers, many of whom were very well known, very established, have dealt with lots of people who have tried to do books and they don't treat fools lightly. Mm. And I'd say, um, yeah, I'm looking for some pictures and they'd say, well, what period? And I'd say, well, 1969 to 2012. (laughs) (laughs) Hurley's been around for a while, hasn't he? <laughs> and uh, I had several people essentially kind of hang up on me yeah. until I think Randy Leppingwell helped me. He interceded in a few cases and said, no, he's really doing this. And yeah. yes, he's really going to make it happen. And wow. but, uh, but even once we got on that path, there were some pictures that were just essential to the story that took me forever. I mean, months and months and months of consistently trying every single day to track these things down. And there were times when I just gave up and said, well, <laughs> that's not going to happen. And then lo and behold, two or three days later, get an email from somebody I'd never heard of. And they said, you know, oh, I heard you were looking for a picture of this. Mm, nice. And there it was. Yeah, very cool. What makes you so proud about this final book here about yourself, Hurley? I think we've touched on the writing about being a racing driver, but I think what has impressed me the most is that it's going to open the door to really who Hurley Haywood is. And unless you really know Hurley Haywood, you can't appreciate what Hurley Haywood has done behind the wheel of a race car or behind the wheel or behind the the desk Mm -hmm. in my office. I'm so lucky to have a partner like Porsche to, you know, hang my hat on It, it. Without Porsche, None of this would have would have happened. So they're absolutely the perfect partner to have. And so I, I think, you know, as people read the story, they, they get to know the background of what made Hurley Haywood a successful racing driver. I think that's I think that's really the, the important thing. What are the ingredients that go into making a good racing driver? Yeah. And I think my my life up to this up to the point where I started right, racing and then after I started racing, the things that I learned going forward made the total packet what it is absolutely how about you sean what makes you so proud about this project um what makes me proud about this project i have to say is everything and when i say that i don't mean that lightly or i wrote it when we got to the end of the writing and both hurley and i were happy with the writing we had been working on a publishing deal for a couple of years before that that just never gelled And uh, at one point, I just said, well, I'm going to do it. And so I took on that responsibility. I found backers for it who were uh, Hurley fans and have uh, been with him at the Porsche Driving School. 
I worked all through the summer with uh, all these photographers. Uh, Richard Barron designed the book. Richard was at Road and Track for many years, and he currently is the designer for Porsche Panorama magazine. He does a wonderful job, yeah. Uh, Betty Jo Turner was our first reader. I mean, so many people that are really motor racing's best came on to this project. So I'm proud of the fact that I could do it. I'm proud of the fact of the process. I'm proud of the outcome, and I'm extremely proud to have worked with Hurley and with all these amazing, amazing people that helped make this book happen. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Now, do you see another book in your future, Sean? Yes, I do. <laughs> You'll do it again. I huh? want to say, <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's an amazing process, and it's one that I learned uh, so much from. I've told people in the last several months that that when I finished my PhD that really I thought that all of my really big learning years were over. And I found this past year that that wasn't true. I've, I've learned as much from this past year as I ever did from all the years of grad school and, and trying to put together that dissertation. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, there's another book in the process. It's very, very early. I don't want to say a lot about it, but I will put out this little hint. It has to do with a team that Hurley did a lot of driving for. All right. Well, we will look forward to that. No doubt I will invite you back to talk about that project when it's done. But guys, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners. This is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. 
All right, Hurley, Sean, we're entering what I call the last lap. This is something both of you have seen many of. The checkered flag is out. This is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. We'll start with you, Hurley. What's the best book writing advice you received during this process? Be patient. <laughs> yes. Kind of like an endurance race, isn't it? Very much so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How about you, Sean? Best book writing advice? Um, this is advice that I gave to myself back when I was writing my dissertation because so many people will say, oh, I would really like to write a book. And here's my advice that I always tell people. Sit down, put your fingers on the keyboard, and move them. Absolutely. Yeah, get in the car and drive. I mean, it's just seat time. You got to just sit down and do it. That old proverbial Nike quote. Now, would you share one of your personal habits, Hurley, that you believe helped contribute to your ability to help see this book to completion? It's the details. It's the you know the things that made me successful as a racing driver are the things that make a book successful. The author putting the book together is the detail work that he has to do. So he's looking you know at a big picture, but what makes that picture good is all the details that go into the picture. That's what makes a book good. And I think Sean, I really one of the things, one of the most rewarding things that I've found from this whole process. I've become such a good friend of Sean. He, he knows, he almost knows what's coming out of my mouth before I even say it. So <laughs> yes. I think that that is important. And it's a process that's been a lot of fun to, to work through. And, and I'm really excited to see what the reactions of, of people are when they finally get to read the book. No doubt. Now, how about you, Sean? If you think of a personal habit you have that helped contribute to this book, what would it be? Um, this is going to sound funny, but, um, this comes again from my ski racing background and, and that is, uh, this never be constrained by reality. And if I can explain that, um, when I was a speed skier, people would always say, oh, that's crazy. Or nobody can do that. Or, or you shouldn't do that. Or, and I got used to being around people for which there were no limits. You always push harder and try to go faster or try to you know, whatever it was, uh, you just aimed about a mile above other people's expectations. And and sometimes you get there and sometimes you don't. But but then there are some projects that just pull you there. And that was certainly the case with this. And, and I was very fortunate to, one, work with Richard, who is uh, so experienced in this kind of thing, but also to have some people behind us with the book, uh, with the financing of the book, who who never said no, no matter what the standard was, no matter how many pages we need to increase by, we uh, really built the project that was appropriate for the topic, for Hurley's entire career. Uh, We never had to mince words. We never had to back off. We never had to worry about our budget. And that's not to say that, you know, we didn't, we just spent money frivolously, but, but we built the book that was apropos to Hurley's life. You know, you never lose sight of the objective in a mission. And I think that Sean never lost sight of where he wanted to end up. And he put a million pieces. You know, you throw a puzzle out on the table and you've got a a thousand pieces that you all have to fit precisely together. Mm -hmm. And he was able to work all of that stuff out. So the end result was absolutely perfection. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as he said, our, our, our supporters behind us, 
have stood by us. They also had no idea where this was going to go. And I think as they worked through the process, they all felt that their money was being really well spent and that the end result was something that was going to make not only Sean and myself proud, but all of the backers that supported this project from day one. Yes, very much. Well, I was going to say... Those two words that Sean mentioned, no limits, are would make a great subtitle, not only for your book, but for the whole process. Uh, definitely no limits. Now, I know the book is available now, and I'll remind our listeners that you can get your hands on this book by going to www.hurleybook.com. Go to that website. You can read about it. You can order yourself a copy. Get a couple of copies for your friends and buddies. Uh, you know, books make long-lasting, lifelong gifts for people. And I always say, if you really want to give somebody something that will last them forever, buy them a great book. And this is one of those. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, guys. And um, I'd like to ask each of you if there's one singular message you'd like the readers to get from reading this book, Hurley, from the beginning, what would that message be? And we'll start with you, Hurley. Uh, Just have an open mind about life. Don't get uh, trapped into one phase of thinking, just open your mind up and accept lots of different things that come into that circle. Absolutely. How about you, Sean? I would have to say that the singular message, I think partly for the book, but also just for uh, the way that I've approached things both before and, and through this book is live your story. Don't be a passenger. Don't Don't sit back. Don't wait for other things to happen. And as uh, some friends of mine in my uh, previous and incarnations used to say to us, live your life in such a way that you never have to exaggerate. (laughs) You know, I love that. And I always ask my guests for a parting piece of wisdom or guidance, but you guys have already given me that. And it's funny how you both of you have very correlating and nicely meshing messages for people out there. No limits, live your life, go out there and do things beyond your comfort zone. You'll be really surprised what the results can be. Guys, you have both taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed learning more about this great new book titled Hurley from the beginning. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey and coming back with me here on Cars. Yeah, I can't wait to run into you guys this summer. I'm sure you're going to be on uh, many places where the book will be available for signing and all sorts of things. I wondered if um, I can remind our listeners, you can get this book at hurleybook.com. If you're driving or riding or doing something while you're listening to this, go to carsyeah.com, type in Sean and Hurley, and this page will pop up with links to get your hands on a copy. And one lucky Cars Yeah subscriber is going to win one of these books. So again, go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button. I'll send you my filler-up book, and your name will be in the hat to win a copy. Very cool. You guys, uh, this has been so much fun. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Thank you for being so generous with your time and expertise. I'm so excited that you guys collaborate and put this book together. It's absolutely fantastic. Until we all talk again, I'll see you guys down the road. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. 
Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, FINRA SIPC. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!